Hey everyone, Mike Bell here with Local News Live. Right now we are going to go to my interview just a few moments ago with Tracy Sinclair. She is part of uh, KTUU in Anchorage, Alaska. She helped me kind of explain what geomagnetic storms, solar flares, aurora borealis, how all these things kind of work and how can they can kind of affect our daily lives here on this little thing we call planet Earth. So here's my interview with Tracy. Enjoy it and we'll find out more afterwards. Hey everyone, Mike Bell here with Local News Live. I am talking to Tracy Sinclair with KTUU Anchorage, Alaska. She is the executive producer of their OTT desk and also a meteorologist with the station there. Tracy, first off, thank you for taking the time to join me and talk to me a little bit about uh, magnetic storms, auroras, uh, the Northern Lights, as some people know it as. Tracy, how are you doing? Great, yeah, it's, um, we're, we're inching towards spring up here, so I still have about two feet of snow in my backyard, um, but the um, driveway is starting to show a little bit of actual uh, pavement, so I'm hopeful that we'll have a spring soon and I can get my garden going, but it's still another two months out, yeah. Yep, still a while out. Here in Nebraska, we're kind of used to some days. It, it, it can be February and it can be 75 degrees. Other days it can be April and it can be uh, pretty much almost zero. So I, I want to say we're not the same, but I can feel your pain in certain ways. So yeah, we had about three inches of snow yesterday. I was a little sad. So. Oh, well, okay. We didn't have that. So uh, I, you don't have my sympathy there when it comes to that. So Tracy, uh, what we are here to talk about today is something called geomagnetic storms. And so I, uh, I'm, I was never the best science student. Actually, I was never the best science student, math student, English student. Uh, I was not a good student at all. So if you want to break this down for me, uh, what is a geomagnetic storm? Uh, how does this happen and how does it affect people? Right. So the reason we're talking about this now is last week we had a pretty major storm, a G a level three for a geomagnetic storm. And there was actually a geomagnetic storm watch put out. And that gives everybody an alert that there's um, a lot of charged particles heading toward the Earth. What how we see them on Earth is we see them in the aurora or the northern lights. And so I'm going to show you a couple pictures while I talk a little bit about this, just to kind of balance it out, because um, yes, we've got a lot of amazing photos here um, with this storm coming through. This was actually taken in northwest Alaska wow. um, just last week. So, so what cool. happens is we get the sunspots on the sun, and if they are, they have those explosions, solar flares, we might call them a coronal mass ejection. And basically it's erupting with charged particles out into the atmosphere. And if those, that sunspot is faced towards earth, when that erupts, we get hit with those charged particles pretty strong. That's what happened last week. We actually had a G3 on one day, a G2 the next day, and then following the day before was a G1. So anytime you start actually numbering those different uh, storm levels, we're talking some pretty high um, levels of charged particles hitting the atmosphere. And so what happens to create this beautiful aurora is those charged particles hit our atmosphere, go along the magnetic lines, and basically head toward the poles. And we're close to the poles, so Alaska gets to see them a little bit better. We also have a lot of darkness, many hours of darkness during the winter. And so Alaska tends to get um, 
better views of the aurora. And so that's really how we see the impact of those geomagnetic storms as we start to see them coming through as um, really bright aurora. So, so right, auroras. So can you tell me a little bit about the difference between, because we hear about the northern lights, we hear about aurora borealis, and we hear about solar winds a lot, especially in like uh, kind of pop culture references and whatnot, dare I say. So can you kind of break down this difference, especially for me, because I'm not an expert on any of this stuff. What's an aurora, what's a solar wind, and what's a solar flare? So a solar wind is going to be basically the uh, more of a steady stream that we're going to see. And then a solar flare, um, a CME are all kinds of eruptions that will come out of sunspots on the sun. And so um, even when we're not seeing those really strong storms coming, there's always a solar wind headed our way. There's always some level of charged particles heading toward Earth. And so even on those low years where we're not getting a lot of sunspots, not a lot of solar activity, we're still gonna see some aurora coming through. Maybe not the bright and intense aurora that we've seen in the last week, but we will still see some of that coming through. Can I, I wanna show you this great video. One of our um, pretty frequent contributors, his name's Charles Sather, took this sure. video. Now this is just outside of Anchorage and it's a time-lapse that he took over the course right. of much of the night. And you can really see that aurora start to build. You'll also see planes moving through every once in a while, which is absolutely fascinating. But primarily you're seeing green aurora. That is the predominant color that we get. Basically the colors are chosen by whichever molecules are getting excited by the impact of these storms coming through and by these charged particles. Green is the most um, popular. You see a little flash of red there. That also came through. And um, again, it's just whatever molecules, nitrogen, oxygen, that are getting um, excited up in the atmosphere when it moves through. But really a cool time lapse. And even a little bit of the um, clouds there. Typically, best time to see the aurora is when it's completely clear. But it was also kind of interesting to see the clouds moving one direction and the aurora moving another because they're really in two completely different worlds you know aurora is way above our weather it's absolutely incredible uh to just seeing how uh, uh charged particles and whatnot from the sun and from what i understand it takes a good decent amount of time for anything from the sun the light from the sun to be able to hit uh, our eyeballs here on earth as well so just I wish I could explain it better. You just explained it perfectly, just how the little fluctuation, well, rather not little, giant fluctuations on the sun happen to uh, impact us here on earth. So how does this impact us here on earth? Because we were talking a little bit ago before we started the interview about how this actually can change things for us here. How does this impact our lives? It's not necessarily through the weather, but it might have different effects as well. Yeah. The majority of us are never going to really feel the impact of uh, the aurora or these um, solar flares or the um, electromagnetic storms, but there are situations, power grids can be affected, communications can be affected, satellites can be affected, and even the individuals on the International Space Station. So that's one of the reasons when they start to put out these um, uh, space watches, you know, weather, space weather watches and these geomagnetic storm watches is so that people that are in those industries can be prepared. And when we get to the peak, there can actually be 
because of these um, charged particles, there actually can be communication outages. Um, so we're in a cycle. So the aurora is about an 11 year cycle from peak to peak, and we're on the upswing right now. So the minimum was in November or December of 2019. So we're about two and a half years out of that. And so we're on the uprise, which is why we're starting to see some of these higher storms. The solar cycle, I'm gonna also um, play a couple more of these really cool pictures that we've got. This is from, um, right outside of Anchorage. This is in the Matanuskans who sit in the valley. Chris wow. Hart took a number of these beautiful photos. The uh, sun goes into a, is a solar cycle, and so it's either more or less active. And so we're seeing an increase in activity probably for the next three years. And so we'll start to see these bigger storms coming through. We'll start to see um, more dramatic auroras coming through. This was taken, um, this is from West Coast, Alaska. And again, just another really cool time lapse that one of our photographers, um, we got a lot of great photographers out in Alaska that were um, picked this up. And um, so as this solar cycle increases, we start to see more of these aurora, and then we'll start to see it wane and kind of drop off in another probably five years as we'll see the minimum hit again. But until then, we've got pretty good chances that we're going to see some nice aurora coming through. Even the lower 48 guys, the, um, this last storm made it at least all the way down to Seattle um, with yeah. the aurora. So Seattle, occasionally yeah. it does get down into the south. Oh, down, down south from Seattle, because I was going to say, uh, we usually don't see a lot of this uh, here where I am in Nebraska, unfortunately. So uh, I had to travel to, uh, uh, when I was a kid, I used to camp in uh, northern Minnesota, and we got to see a little sliver of the, uh, of the northern lights once. I didn't know what it was until one of my counselors told me. So uh, I hope to one day actually be able to travel as uh, far north as I can actually see it with my own eyeballs. So uh, Tracy, with all of this being said, what can we expect in the future, the next few months, the next few years, when it comes to this kind of electromagnetic activity from the sun hitting the earth's atmosphere? Yeah, as I said, we are starting to see more activity. We're on the upswing of the solar cycle and more activity on the sun, means more of those um, eruptions, uh, coronal mass ejections that will start sending those charged particles. So not necessarily, we went to a level seven last week, a K7, that's very high. Um, most of the time we're at about a three is, um, I start getting interested when it's a four or five. Um, so we're gonna start seeing a good chance we'll start seeing more of those sevens, wow. um, which is great. And just more consistently over the next couple of years, we'll start seeing stronger auroras in the five and the six level. It goes all the way up to a nine. I've never seen a nine. Um, and these were taken actually right outside of Anchorage by a gentleman named Todd Salat. We call him the Aurora Hunter. And wow. this is what he does is he goes out and he takes these beautiful long exposure pictures of the Aurora. So. Um, really great some images but over the next couple of years increasing chances to see the aurora so if you are going to do something like an aurora trip and want to go view the aurora the next couple of years is when you're going to have your best opportunities of course there's no guarantee um you, as you said it takes a little bit for those particles to reach the earth so we do have a pretty good forecast about four or five days out but when you're planning a trip it's kind of tough to say well if it's cloudy today i'm going to see the aurora then if it's cloudy, then you don't, you're out of luck too. So you really just got to hit it at the right point. But hey, Alaska is beautiful, even if there's no aurora. 
Oh, I've that. always wanted to visit. So hopefully someday I can. So Tracy, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And uh, hopefully we can chat again soon. And uh, anytime you want to show off some of those beautiful photos and videos, uh, hopefully we can show that to our viewers as well. That would be great. Because yeah, we love to show off um, the Aurora that a lot of people don't get to see just because um, we're in the perfect location for it. So I hope everybody enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So thank you again, Tracy, for taking the time to talk to me. Uh, again, Tracy is with KTUU based in Anchorage, Alaska, right here. So they are always covering some of the uh, meteorological events going on, especially in Alaska. And then, of course, they'd love to inform us in the lower 48 about what they're covering. So you want to check out more about what they're doing, you go to KTUU, their website, one of our 100 plus great TV stations across the country. For right now, though, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to end this Facebook live stream. If you like what you see, and gosh, I really hope you do, go to any number of your local great TV websites. You find the live stream tab on their website. You can check out more of Local News Live and thus check out more of me. But for right now, I'm Mike Bell. This is Local News Live. We're